you're a fan of Excellence Expected, and you already know the power of podcasting. You know that it's second to none in building trust. You know that it's second to none in engaging with an audience. And you know that it can help you to create a tribe of loyal fans for your small business. Today, I'd like to introduce you to a company called The Podcast Host, created by my great friend, Mr. Colin Gray. A company that helps anyone, including you, to start their own show. Whether you want to learn to craft fantastic audio through their online courses or actually let them take care of the entire process with their end-to-end production services, all you need to do is do the presenting, send them your plain, mistake-filled audio, and they will do the rest. There is no technical knowledge required at all on your behalf. And, because Colin and I get along so well, I've secured an amazing deal for you as a listener of Excellence Expected that is going to give you a huge 50% off your first month. So head to thepodcasthost.com forward slash excellence and use the code EXEX to take advantage today. Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Hey, 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 guys, welcome to another episode of Excellence Expected with me, Mark Asquith. Now, financing your business can be a real minefield. And we've spoken to all sorts of different people on the show, talking about crowdfunding and talking about alternative finance options. I remember one of the shows with Anthony D'Souza was in particular very, 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 very exciting in terms of crowdfunding. But what about the more traditional rules? What about business loans. It's something that I think every single small business person, every single entrepreneur has to look at at some point in their career. So it's no surprise that there are so many different options out there for us. And I'll be honest, (laughs) I get a little bit lost in the mire with this as well. So that's the issue that we're going to define at Challenge and Conquer today. How can you, as a small business owner or an entrepreneur, find the best possible loan at the lowest cost possible. What are some of the things that you should be looking for? So it's a really, really important topic, guys, because as I said, this will come up at some point in your small business. And joining me today is a small business finance expert and also the co-founder of Fit Small Business. Welcome to Excellence Expected, Mr. David Waring. How are you? Good, Mark. Thanks for having me. It's a real pleasure, sir. It's a real pleasure. And I need to offer you thanks. You featured Excellence Expected on your blog last year, didn't you? Yep. And thank you for putting together such a good podcast that we could feature you. You're a sweet talker, sir. You're a sweet talker. I'll get the beer next time we see each other. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you, Dave. What is, it that you, uh, what is it that you do? What is it that you work with? How do you help people? Sure. So we have a site that's called fitsmallbusiness.com that you mentioned there in the intro. And kind of how we differentiate ourselves is, you know, we feel that if you want to start an online business or um, a venture capital backed business and try and become the next Mark Zuckerberg, um, there's a tremendous amount of awesome resources out there um, for that type of person. Um, but, you know, if you're the average small business owner, um, which is probably 95% or more of small businesses globally, um, you're probably not an online business. Online may be a component of your business, but you're probably a doctor, a lawyer, a mechanic, a plumber, you know, one of these, uh, what we refer to as main street businesses. And surprisingly, even though that is the large majority of small business owners, we found before starting fitsmallbusiness.com 
that the websites out there that targeted specifically these offline uh, businesses were severely lacking with information. So we started fitsmallbusiness.com to provide how-to information and product and service reviews specifically targeted at the offline business owner. So that's, that's kind of how we got our start. And one of the big areas, surprisingly actually to us, um, that gets the most interest on the site, we figured it would be you know, CRM software or accounting and accounting software, those types of things, um, but it's actually small business finance. And as you said in the intro, um, there's so many options out there for the small business owners these days, uh, the small business owner these days, that that's an awesome thing because you have you know, really a whole world of new financing opportunities that have opened up and that's great. But on the flip side, it gets very confusing very quickly and can be very overwhelming in terms of which is the best option for you to choose. So we talk a lot about that on Fit Small Business now and then also have launched a second site called Fit Biz Loans, where we actually talk to the small business owner directly and help them find the best financing option for their business. It sounds like you're helping so many people out with that as well, David, because it's, it's not only the loan option, you know, finding the right loan for your business, but... If you think through the process, and you know, I, I own online businesses and offline businesses, and you're right, what, you, what you're saying about that information, there's so much out there if you want to start an online type business or a tech business. But actually, you know, the offline businesses are, are very often, you know, you left to go to the bank managers and so on. And it's just so, so difficult to find any decent info. But I guess compounded with the fact that at the point that you need to look at a loan, You've got so much other stuff going on because you're looking at the loan for a reason. So whether it's to help you out in a bit of an emergency or whether it's to help refurbish something or help with stock or whatever. Actually, the loan, which is so, so important and, you know, you're so overwhelmed with content, is actually only one piece of the puzzle that you may be facing at that time that you're looking for it. So I imagine that you're helping so many people out with that. I think it's a fantastic thing that you're doing. And what are some of the options? You mentioned, you know, there, there are various options out there. What are some of the typical ways that people can look at finance in the business? Sure. So it, a, a big piece of the puzzle here depends on where you're at in the business process and what your personal financial situation is. Um, you know, even if you've been operating a, a business for many years profitably, um, most lending institutions do not really separate out the business owner from a financial situation uh, standpoint from the business itself. Um, so what I'm about to say is, is really true um, no matter where you are in the process, but especially true if you're looking to borrow money to start a business, um, you're really nine times out of 10, your options are going to be related to your personal financial situation and what you can borrow in your personal name. And the reason why is because the business doesn't have a track record for the lender to really incorporate that into their decision-making process at all. Um, so a lot of people call us and they say, hey, I'm looking to start a business. You know, I want a business loan. And, and that's really, you know, even if you can get a business loan at that stage, it's probably going to be a higher interest rate on that loan than you're going to be able to get um, just borrowing in your own personal name. So these would be things like, you know, uh, credit cards um, would be a big a way that a lot of people get started. Um, and then you mentioned crowdfunding, and then you also mentioned uh, closely related to that is the new peer-to-peer -peer, uh, lenders, which uh, you know is like Lending Club and Prosper are two of the big names that you hear about um, from that standpoint. <laughs> um, so, yeah, go ahead. I'm just curious about that peer-to-peer -peer lending. I think that's that's a very very interesting movement. Just tell us a little bit about that, if you don't mind, David, because I think it's really new to so many people. 
Sure. So um, this, there's really two types of P2P lenders. There's the personal P2P lenders, which if you're just starting a business is where you're going to want to look. And what they do, they're trying to disintermediate the banks basically um, and say, hey, you know, you don't really, with, with, with the internet, you don't really need a middleman in between yourself and the loan anymore. Um, you know, because ultimately what banks are doing when they lend money either on the personal or business side is, you know, they're take, taking money from investors or depositors and lending that money out. So the P2P lenders just sort of take one step out of the process and allow both individual and institutional investors to invest directly in um, individual or business loans, depending on the type of P2P lender that you're at. Um, and they're really um, doing a number on the banks because, you know, because of the efficiencies of doing all this online. Um, at least currently, they're offering loans at a much lower interest rate for similar credit quality than the banks are themselves in many cases. Wow, that's uh, an interesting shift when you you know when you think about how much control the banks had over everything. Really, it's amazing to see how much of that is dwindling away. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, it, it is interesting. And when it started out, it it was really a true peer to peer, meaning. It was individual investors actually investing in these loans. But interestingly, uh, now among the big peer-to-peer lenders, um, it's actually more banks and other hedge funds and these types of things investing in these loans. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's been a bit of an interesting transition, you know, uh, and, and, and veered away from sort of what it was, uh, what it was like in the beginning, which is, it's interesting. It's good from the standpoint of there's a lot more money available, but maybe bad from the standpoint of people that want to sort of sock it to the banks for socking it to us for so long. <laughs> <laughs> Which we all want to do that maybe a little bit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's really interesting. So peer-to-peer lending, that's very, very curious. So let's talk about you know, when people are looking for these things. So the problem that you solve with the websites that you've got out there, why did you feel that that was such a problem outside the traffic trends you know what 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 made you think to yourself you know we can help people here you know what what's the kind of personal reasons behind it what do you want to do for people um uh, you know this is really you know sort of an overriding theme of everything that we do is we're looking to provide great information to small business owners and help them make better decisions and us you know as small business owners ourselves there's so much conflicting, confusing, not no information available for all these things that it's very frustrating, especially because as small business owners, as you alluded to earlier, you know, we're some of the most time crunch people there are. So we don't have a lot of time to spend researching and looking around and everything. So really what, you know, the, the big goal here was to just, let's take all this information that's out there. Let's have our analysts research it and let's write some very easy to understand actionable content. Um, so people can, really understand their options. That was really the first piece of it. And we launched Fitbiz Loans because, you know, even because there's so many options out there, uh, we feel like we have great information on all the different types of loans. But a lot of times people just want to pick up the phone and talk to us. Um, and so that's, you know, after they've come across our, our web, our Fit Small Business website, you know, we wanted to have people that would speak to them on the phone and walk them through the process if they needed, needed that to be. That's so very helpful as well, again, in this internet world, you know, this world of everything on demand and everything, you know, just there at your fingertips. I imagine that in, in, in such a, I guess, such a scary space sometimes, you know, you're signing your name to something that comes with boundaries and it comes with, you know, fraught with worry and so on. I imagine the idea that you can 
just talk to someone is massively reassuring for people. So let's talk through the anatomy, I guess, of, of a bad loan. What, what are some of the mistakes people make? What do people generally get wrong with this? Yeah, the, the, the thing they generally get wrong is they don't know what the best type of financing is for their particular situation. So they end up in a loan that's not right for them, either from a dollar cost or interest rate standpoint. They end up paying you know, way more than they should or on the flip side, just getting frustrated with the process and just giving up altogether. That's, that's the, those are the two biggest issues that people are facing. What about timings? How does that tend to play out these days. So, I mean, you know, when you think about traditional institutions, think of banks and so on, you just think paperwork, red tape and everything taking so, so long. If someone goes through this process, how long does it generally take to get a sort of approval and, you know, actually get the finance in the bank? Right. It, it really depends on the avenue that you go. And that's why one of the main things that you want to understand is how soon do you need the money? And, you know, this isn't always the case, but a pretty good rule of thumb is the faster you need the money, the more that you're going to pay for that money. Um, so the online lenders that are, you know, doing business loans and turning things around in a day or two, um, you know, one of the reasons why they're able to make faster decisions is because they actually you know, are using some very innovative um, internet, uh, you know, technology to streamline the process and make their underwriting decisions. But another reason they're able to do that is because they don't fall under the same regulations as the banks do, and they're therefore able to charge a higher interest rate for that money. Now, I'm talking specifically about the U.S. here, but I would imagine that the same thing is true in Europe. Um, so, so you need to watch out, you know, in terms of if you really need the money fast and you're willing to pay up for it, that's fine. But don't go to one of the online lenders because they're going to give you money tomorrow if you don't need it for a month or two because you're likely able to get much cheaper money from, you know, the bank or a more traditional finance route. That's interesting. So the quicker you need it, the more you are going to pay for it. That's that's. Well, you know, it's kind of common sense, really, but I would imagine when you're fraught with, I just need to get this done, I imagine that you don't actually consider things, perhaps in the most, you know, intense light. You're not, you're not looking them at them with as much due diligence as you should do, are you really, a lot of the time? Yeah, that's, r- that's right. And that's why, you know, regardless of the, of the channel that you decide to go through, you want to make sure that whoever you're working with is explaining to you in very simple terms you know, what the annual percentage rate is that you're paying on this loan and what the total dollar cost of the loan is. And then finally, how payments are going to work. Like, are you going to be paying monthly? Are they going to be deducting payments from your account daily? Like, so you make sure that you've got the cash flow available to service the loan and really understand how much you're paying. A true, a telltale sign that a company is not the company you want to be working with is if they're very dodgy about answering questions about, around how the loan actually works and how much it's going to cost. And what other questions do people forget to ask? Because I would imagine, again, you're sort of you know, fraught with, I just need to get this thing done. I've got X, Y, Z to deal with and so on. What are the sort of things that people just forget to ask that come back to bite them in two, three, five, ten years time? Yeah, I mean, the biggest question you need to answer right up front, and unfortunately, you either need to talk to someone that deals with a lot of this stuff on a regular basis or do some research on your own, which is what are the options available to me? And then, you know, what, what are the options that are available to anyone looking for a small business loan or to fund a, a small business with personal money? And then which of those options apply to my situation? So you can do some very basic filtering just by looking around in terms of, okay, how long am I going to need to be in business for? You know, do I have to be profitable for a set number of years? What documentation am I going to have to provide for that loan? Do I have that documentation? And basically, you know, you can sort of take a couple hours 
and mark off, you know, 90% of the options that just you wouldn't qualify anyway. And that way you can focus in on really spending time on the, you know, 10% or, you know, the two or three options that are left and really digging in a lot deeper there. So the first question to answer is, you know, which ones can I actually qualify for? Um, and then once you've answered that question, you really need to understand, again, the cost associated with that. And while I say you need to look at the APR, which is what people are familiar with normally when they see this on like their mortgage or their credit cards or those types of things. But you also want to understand the total dollar cost over the life of the loan. Because, for example, you know, here in the States, there's something called an SBA loan that's backed by the government. And that carries a very low interest rate. But generally, the term on that is seven to ten years. If you just need to fill a short-term financing gap, it may be well worth your time and it, it may be well worth uh, going with a, and paying a much higher APR option that you can pay off in 30 or 60 days than getting a 10-year loan that has a very low APR, but you're going to be paying in total dollar terms over that 10 years much more money than you would uh, you know, otherwise. So, so those, are, those are the two big areas where we see people make the most mistakes is really not understanding which options they can even qualify for, and then really, you know, what the costs of the remaining options are going to be. What about sort of personal personal guarantees? Let's talk through that because that's a real grey area for so many people. How does that play in? Yeah, absolutely, and it's a question we get all the time. And the short answer is, you know, the uh, most lending institutions are going to see no separation really between the business and the business owner, um, and you're almost always going to have to sign a personal guarantee if you want a low interest rate business loan. And you know, if you think about it, it makes sense. You know, it, the uh, most of the time with small businesses, there's very little separation in terms of the business owner and the business itself. Um, and if if you're not willing to put your personal assets on the line, then why should the bank put their personal uh, what their you know assets on the line is the way that they're looking at it. There are some exceptions to this. If you're willing to pay up from an interest rate standpoint, you can get an unsecured uh, business loan in many circumstances. But we're not talking about a few percentage points here. We'd be talking about triple or quadruple the interest rate that you would pay on a bank loan, for example. Another exception might be, you know, if you're a very large business, you know, you're doing millions of dollars in revenue a year, you've got the business itself has a ton of collateral that can fully collateralize the loan, you might be able to get away without signing a personal guarantee. But for the average small business owner, it's going to be almost always required if you're looking for a low interest rate option. So you've really got to get this right then. You know, this is this is not just something that you can write off if it doesn't work out. You have to get this right because it can impact not only a business but yourself as well. So it's so, so important to understand that. And this is maybe a bit of a, it feels like a loaded question even though it's not intended to be. In terms of the people or the kind of, you know, the businesses that will offer you finance, what are some of the big no-nos that if you see them, you would immediately say, okay, well, actually, these guys are not for me. What are some of the big red flags that you should look out for? That's a good question. And I, I hesitate that you would always say no, but, you know, for just looking at a website, if you didn't see certain things, because unfortunately, um, you know, the the finance industry in general, it's not only true with small business loans, you know, they're just, they're not super transparent, even some of the good um, methods for obtaining financing. But I would say that, you know, the, the more the harder a lender works to conceal the cost of that financing and you know tries to t use terminology and things that are over your head and you feel embarrassed to ask about and that type of thing just want to be very careful um, 
you know, about that. Those are the no, no type of people to work with. Um, you know, if this is just, you should think about this transaction, just like anything else. If you were going to buy, you know, some, you know, a piece of equipment for your stereo, you wouldn't feel embarrassed to ask a lot of questions and tell the person, you know, that they need to really explain things to you. Same thing goes here with, with finance. That's a really good point. I really like that. And the, you know, that you kind of get the feel for things as well, don't you? you? Know you can tell whether someone or a business is is trying to pull a curtain over things. So I think that's a really, really good way of of answering that. Really well articulated, actually, because I would imagine that there's so, as you said earlier on, you know, there's so many different factors that play into it that some companies just aren't going to be right for certain people. So I, I really like that that general way to look at things. Don't be if if you feel like you can't ask the question, then they're probably not the right company for you. And that, that, that's how I generally approach any transaction, really. Is that is that about fair? Yeah, that's right. And I mean, the good companies, you know, they have a competitive advantage, you know, over the ones that are trying to charge more and those types of things. So they they should be more than happy to talk about, you know, their costs and how they're better than the other options that you're out there considering. Love it. Fantastic. Well, David, let's kick things up a gear. We are going to move into the excellent expected actionable takeaway. So for any small business owner or any entrepreneur who is looking to finance the business, what tips do you have for them? So let's dig into actionable tip number one, please. Okay. Well, probably not surprisingly from the conversation that we've just had, my actionable, actionable tip number one is Know the, know the cost of the loan from both an APR and a total dollar cost um, perspective uh, before you take out the loan. That's number one, definitely. That's got to be, that's got to be. I mean, that, that's like the single biggest theme that keeps cropping up. But I would imagine, for, again, from, from the perspective of someone that really just wants to get this done and perhaps needs this and, you know, perhaps is relying on it for something this this can be quite an important thing because it's very easy to dive into something to get that short burst of relief, to get that short burst of, well, that's that problem dealt with. But actually, you end up tying yourself, if you don't get it right, tying yourself in knots for the next decade or 20 years or so, you know? So it's I, I understand why that is such a big deal. And is there anyone that comes to you in your capacity as the website owner? Is there anyone that comes to you and says, listen, I made the wrong wrong decision. I made a mistake. Is there anything I can do? Do you ever get that across the desk? Yeah, all, all the time. And uh, sometimes we have a good answer to that, which is, okay, well, you know, you've gotten into a high interest rate loan, but you can refinance that loan and there's no early prepayment penalties and you can just pay the whole loan off. Great. We've got, a, we've got another low cost, a lower cost option here for you. But unfortunately, some of the less, you know, scrupulous actors in the space will actually prevent you from paying off a loan early, or if you do pay it off, you still have to pay the total amount of the loan back. And in that case, it really doesn't matter if you can refinance because you're still on the hook for you know the entire amount of the loan, even if you pay it off early. So, so you want to be very careful here, as you just said. Wow. Yeah, you've got to be careful for that. that. That's a really interesting point that they'll, they'll not allow you to pay the loan off that. Certainly in personal finance, that's something that I always ask, whether it's, you know, mortgages or whatever you're looking at, you you have to know whether you can get shut of that thing if, if you're in the position to do so. That is such a vital question. And I would imagine, again, if you are bogged down and just wanting to get this thing done, that you would forget to do things like that. So that's so important. Love that. Fantastic. And actionable tip number two, please, sir. Yeah, actual tip number two is to make sure you have your finances in order before you go in to get the loan. And a big place where we see problems here is businesses that do a lot of cash like restaurants. Um, and the thing to understand is if you're doing money under the table to avoid taxes, 
um, you know, that more power to you there. Um, it's not something I would do, but I know a lot of restaurant owners do do that. But just understand that if it's not on your tax return, then the banks are not going to consider that money. They're not going to just trust that you've made all this money off the books. And similarly, if you don't have you know, your taxes done and you don't have a current year's balance sheet and income statement up to date, um, you know, you're going to look pretty fool, not foolish, but you're going to look uh, like you don't have your act together, which is not what you want the initial impression of the lender to be. So you want to make sure that you have all of your finances in order before you go out and start looking for a loan. Damn, that means I'm going to have to take all of the cash that I've got in my bed and <laughs> pay it into the bank one dollar yeah. at a time. There you go. <laughs> Chance would be a fine thing, David. Chance would be a fine thing. I love yeah. that. Fantastic. <laughs> Actionable tip number three, please, sir. Yeah, and the, this is, you know, plan ahead if at all possible. Um, you know, the, a, a thing that I like to tell people is you want to be borrowing money when you're able to and not when you have to. Um, so you want to be planning ahead and saying, okay, you know, I don't need this money right this minute, but as if we keep growing at the rate that we're growing, you know, these are the things that I want to be doing in the next six months and I am going to be looking for money at that time. Go ahead and start the process and, you know, get your, get your ducks in a row, figure everything out so you're not you know, under the gun and really need money. So you don't have time to really evaluate things from a time standpoint. And maybe your finances have deteriorated between the point where you are right now and the time when you actually need the money. So that, that will be my actual tip. Number three is to really try and plan ahead. Um, you know, the least expensive loan options often involve the longest process as well, which is another reason to really plan ahead. I think that is so, so vital. That, that In my mind, when we're talking about this, I've got this kind of squirrely type of chap in my mind who's chasing around after a loan because they need to get out of a bit of a mess. Um, and, and I think that that is probably the single biggest reason that the people I know that have got into any financial problems in business have done so is because they've just had to react to something and they've had no way to go about that other than just going to the, the only person or the only people that will give them the cash in the time that they need it. And, you know, they pay the price for that. So I don't think you can undervalue that tip. So plan ahead, guys, plan ahead. I know I'm going to try to plan ahead more. I'm terrible for that, David. You know, like life gets in the way, doesn't it? What's that all about? Yeah, it's easy to say these things, you know, but I'm as guilty as anyone of, of putting out fires as they come. So I think that that, you know, a certain amount of that comes with the turf, but we can all take our own advice and, and try and do better in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, David, thank you so much for that. I've learned a heck of a lot myself and I'm sure that's been a really, really, really valuable episode for everyone who's listened. And just before we stick a pin in it, where can people get a hold of you online? Sure. So uh, fitsmallbusiness.com is the big site that has everything related to starting and running a small business. Fitbiz Loans is our loan broker site if you want to talk to somebody on the phone about loans. Uh, and my personal email is dwaring, D-W-A-R-I-N-G, at fit smallbusiness.com. Love to hear from people. So feel free. Don't hesitate to reach out to me if there's anything I can do for you. Fantastic. Thank you, sir. We'll have to get a corn husker. Do you, are you a fan of corn husker beer out there? You have that from Heartland Brewery? Uh, I've heard of Heartland Brewery. I've been actually and done the, uh, you know, the little beer platters, but I don't know that I've heard of that beer specifically, but I'm, I'm always up for trying a new one. Well, that's it. I'm out there end of Feb. We're recording this, guys. This is obviously evergreen content, but we are recording this 1st of Feb 2016, and uh, I'll be in NYC the end of Feb, David. So we're going to... I'll take you down. We'll maybe get some Heartland samplers. That'll work. That sounds good. I'll look <laughs> forward to it. 
Super stuff. Well, thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much. And guys, thank you for listening. I know you you have such a world of podcasts to choose from, so it means a lot that you've chosen to spend this 30 minutes with myself and David. And if you did miss anything, all the links that David mentioned, any of the actionable tips, don't forget they will be available at excellence-expected.com, where you can get a pile of small business content as well. Check it out. And please, 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 if you like the show, do me one small favor and please tell a friend. That's the highest compliment you can pay. And until next time, don't forget, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel. Catch you later.